0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Mirror Football World Cup Daily Podcast brought to you in association with BetBright. I'm Aaron Flanagan, joined today first of all by Ibrahim Mustafa. Ibra, how's it going? Hello Aaron, uh, doing good, yourself? Yeah, very well, thank you, very good. Uh, Alex Richards is with us. Alex, how's it going? I'm alright, mate. And uh, and we've brought a very bitter Scotsman into the room. <laughs> Martin Domin how's it going? I've been better, Aaron, I've been better. No, it's fine enough. Uh, Martin, we'll, we'll start with you. You enjoy the England game?
1: Uh. I enjoyed the last couple of minutes of normal time I enjoyed the first half of extra time (laughs) (laughs) I enjoyed the first six penalties other than that it was alright on
0: a a whole um, are we all in agreement that England deserved to go through Uh, I know we obviously went to penalties but I I personally felt that England England played well
2: I I, I thought they were the better team I'd say on balance yeah England were probably the better side Um, I didn't think it was a classic performance I think if you strip away all the emotion that we were obviously all going through while we we're watching it on both sides including Martin who obviously wanted England to lose <laughs> if you're looking at that as a neutral I imagine you probably weren't overly impressed I don't think there was a great deal in the game and there wasn't that much between two sides yeah England marginally shaded it had a lot of possession early on but I think That was Colombia's game plan, play compact, allow England the ball, but every time England seemed to attack in the first half especially, it just seemed to run up against the yellow wall and just couldn't really find a way through. Second half, things opened up a bit and obviously when the penalty came, absolutely fine, but after that I think England tried to to defend the lead, but invite Colombia on a little bit too much and obviously yeah, it was a set piece that led to the goal, but yeah, I think you know, England sort of sat back at that point. I mean, I think England's last shot on target before extra time was Harry Kane's penalty. So I think that tells you how England set up after the goal went
0: in. Yeah, um, it, it was a, a quite a decent defensive display uh, from England. I I thought Harry Maguire was excellent. John Stones was very good as well. Um, stuff to, to build on for England because obviously there was a lot of question marks going into the tournament about the
3: centre-backs, weren't they? I thought, I thought it was probably the best game John Stones has probably had in an England shirt. I, th- I thought he was absolutely terrific last night. Um, not just, you know, we know John Stones likes to come out with the ball and play, but in terms of he was willing to just hammer the ball clear when it needed to. And he, he really like stood up at parts in the game in terms of his leadership and in terms of him absolutely just taking charge of the rest of the defence. Um as you say, home Maguire also did well. Carl Walker, you know, you, you see the benefits of Carl Walker's pace and his athleticism at times when Columbia broke last night. But Walker was the, the furthest man back and he was sweeping everything up. Defensively, I thought it was, it was solid. I think if you're looking back on the quality of the game, I think it was probably one of the worst games in the entire tournament. If, be, if we're looking at it through neutral eyes, as Martin obviously was. Um <laughs> They weren't neutralising. <laughs> yeah.
0: he, he definitely had a Columbia shirt on.
3: I, I didn't think there was a lot of quality there at all, but it wasn't a night for that because Colombia from the outset wanted to make it just a game where it's going to get physical. You know They're missing their main man, Hamas Rodriguez, so you give them the benefit of that. so They're not going to be as good going forwards. But they really just went in to stifle and to turn it into pretty much a war. And fortunately, England had the stomach for it.
0: Yeah, absolutely uh, Jordan Pickford as well I, th- I thought it didn't have loads to do in the game but when it mattered um, he pulled off an absolute wonder save right at the end I know Columbia went and scored from the cornerback but I just wanted to mention that Pickford save like incredible just
3: just, One of the best saves of the tournament he, he moves his feet so quickly and at the la- at last second he has to change his hand that he goes to make the save with because he realises he's not going to get it with the one it's just brilliant save
2: There's a great gif that's going around on um, social media I think Alex would sort have of retweeted it it's uh, from the view from behind the goal, and as Alex is talking about how he has to shift his body position and his feet to be able to reach up and claw that ball away, is just sensational.
0: Yeah, really, really good. Um, were you willing the ball in at that point, Martin?
1: Yeah, of course. I'm, there's no point uh, me denying my my allegiances lie with <laughs> whoever England are playing. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot of sign coming from it. Are you. Are you? I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to be. I'm not. I'm not bitter about it at all. Ask me again in ten days, maybe. But
3: <laughs> if football does come home, it, he's going to be absolute hell. Well, he's going home. Well, he's it's going home. Yeah, he's
1: <laughs> going home. But I think it's such a strange tournament. I think for England because if you look at it, look at them before the tournament, the expectations maybe weren't great. Have they particularly played a million times better than we, than we expected? expected? I'm not sure they have, but they've had they've done enough to get to where they are. And given the way the draw has opened up, this will probably be enough, certainly, to get to the semi-finals. And, you know, depending on, I think, really what Croatia team turn up against Russia and then potentially in the semi-finals, maybe it's enough to get to the final.
0: Yeah. Is it time for England to start getting excited?
3: No, you just still got to take it one game as it comes. I think I think there's absolutely no guarantees with Sweden in the quarter-finals, given how tough and resolute they are defensively. Um I think they've been behind this tournament for a grand total of around 15 seconds after that Tony Cruz goal against Germany. That's it. They don't concede. They don't give anything away easily. um, And they will make life very tough for England.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, when you talk about getting excited, you want to hope that the players aren't getting excited because, as Alex says, you've got to take it one game at a time. They can't be looking ahead at the draw and thinking, OK, this is a mapping out their route to the final. They have got to be thinking, right, we've got another 90 possibly 120 plus penalties against another side and then possibly another side before even thinking about anything else so yeah hopefully it may be while we as fans and supporters will get excited I really hope that Gareth Southgate is keeping them on on the level
3: I don't think I don't think you can do anything else because they're going to play in Samara it's going to be really really hot I think we're in line for another really poor game if I'm being quite honest given the way Sweden like to set up and given the heat and um, if England score early, then he obviously will open the game up and make Sweden come out of them. But if they don't, then Sweden will be happy with their game plan. And if England lose the slightest bit of focus, then they'll be punished.
0: Yeah. Um, say so from England's perspective, I'll say something that I don't like. I've started seeing a couple of the players say the words "it's coming home." You know, in, only in terms of like jokes and you know things and little bits on social media, a couple of little bits in interviews.
3: Almost, there's a slight air of complacency. And I think I, I, you're reading too much into that. I think it's just, you know, they're very socially aware with their social media and they see that and then it's just <laughs> something that's going to ingratiate them with fans and get the retweets and the likes.
2: But it could backfire, though. It that's
3: could exactly. backfire, but I wouldn't read too much into it. I don't think they'll be allowing any complacency in within the camp.
0: Yeah, um, Gareth Southgate obviously seems to have them really, really well drilled anyway. Um, as I say, from an outsider's perspective, mine. What? How do you? How do that's what you are today. You're outsider,
3: Martin Dominic. <laughs> that's
0: fine. that's just where I like it. Um, how? How do? You, how do you judge the job that Gareth Southgate's done with England? Are you, are you, do you see it the way we see it in the fact that he has managed to get everyone together? He's got every, you know, kind of everybody on the same page, or or, or do you maybe see something differently?
1: No, I, th- I think that's a fair, uh, a fair reflection. I think England have no doubt been helped by the fact that there are fewer egos in that squad. You know, there's and that coupled with the lack of expectation. You imagine—I've never been in a World Cup squad. It might surprise you to hear. <laughs> but you imagine they—they arrived there just, just feeling good. Like, I mean, have England done anything so far that they weren't expected to do? I'd say no, absolutely not. Yeah. So, you know, so. Win a shootout—that was unexpected. <sighs> yeah, but England first, first time ever in a World Cup. Indeed. I—I I don't like stats. I'm bored of stats. <laughs> I don't, you know, the, the fact that England lost a penalty shootout 50 years ago has no bearing on what happened last night. The fact they lost one ever many years ago has no bearing. These players are completely different. They are all very accomplished penalty kick takers and or penalty kick savers, if that's a phrase. So, you know, yeah, fine, well done.
3: Through his bitterness, he does make a good point about the lack of <laughs> egos in, in this squad. Because it's quite clear that Harry Kane's the main man. And that's it. Whereas before you had, you know, John Terry, Stephen Gerrard, David Beckham, Frank Lampard, Wayne Rooney, Mike Owen. So you had a lot of big egos, if you will. Now, other than Kane, it's it's just a team that works completely as one. And even with Kane, you know, he has a big ego because he is the centre forward. He will score the goals. That's his job. He knows he's perfectly happy with that. But he works for the team as well. And he's going above and beyond at the moment. He wouldn't have been on that pitch last night if penalties weren't a factor because he could barely move in extra time he was cramping up he was completely gone but he you know he gritted grit his teeth gutted it out and then that first penalty was emphatic
0: yeah um Kane as well I think he's pretty much eschewing now to win the top goal scorer at the World Cup given obviously the teams that have, have gone out on the fact he's, he's on six goals which is uh I say pr- pretty impressive um has has he been key to England then, or 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 is there there anyone else who who, who we think is particularly impressed for England and and, and
3: being key? I think Jordan play. Henderson's been excellent throughout the entire tournament. Despite the penalty missed last night, it was it was noticeable how much England when he when he moved out of that holding position and Eric Dyer came into it. Henderson moved a couple of yards further forward. It was noticeable how quickly the game turned and Colombia started really really turning the screw in the last 10-15 minutes and then the start of extra time um, it was only when Dyer went to play in the back line after Carl Walker went off and Henderson moved back again that England took hold of the game once more I think you know he'll get a lot of criticism over the penalty obviously not as much as if they'd have lost um, but he's been excellent
2: yeah, um, e- Ebru. Any anyone who's particularly stood up for you? I just want to echo Alex's point earlier about John Stones. I think this is—I mean, yesterday in particular was a real sort of coming-of-age performance for him. I think it was uh, he's had. I mean, he's a good. He's a good defender. He's a very good defender. But there's obviously been the odd question mark over him in the past, both at Everton and since joining Manchester City. But I think yesterday he really performed, and I think you know whatever sort of queries and sort of worries about him, I think he kind of. Put those to bed. Uh, All bit, you know, it might have just been yesterday, but I think it was a fantastic fine performance from him, and I think he'll be important going forward.
3: I think it's always been looked at that he's a defender that wants to overplay, no matter what. I think he's he's taken that out of his game now. He's he's happy to just put his foot through it and to really just, if the case is needed, just get get rid and clear his lines.
0: Yeah, yeah so he's, uh, he's he's definitely been been impressive. Uh, mine I I, I know you're going to be saying it through gritty uh, which of them England players would you
1: want to be Scottish all of them (sighs) well I mean we've definitely got better left backs Um, (laughs) Barry Douglas is a really good left back from dead (laughs) boss beyond that then yes I'm sure I would I would take them all I think if we talk about the defence obviously Southgate three at the back including essentially one of the best full backs in the world um, Kyle Walker no
3: I thought you were going to say Kieran Trippier no but, no I'm saying of
1: the three centre backs oh yeah, Kyle Walker, Kyle is, Walker so is, yeah. you know better known obviously as a as a full back so you know that represents in some ways a gamble but Kieran Trippier has been excellent as well um, you know a coming of age tournament if you like for him
0: yeah um, just want to go back to something you said um, earlier Martin about um, England not doing anything they're not not been expected yeah. to does that mean we shouldn't be
1: ex- as excited as no, you should be excited because of the way that y- the the draw has opened up? That's that's where it is. right. I, I said before the tournament, England should get to the quarterfinals, but at that point, are there enough teams better than them man for man? Yes, but they're all now on the other side of the draw. That that's that's where I stand. The fact is, that you've done as what you should have, should have done, but now you should go on and do more because of. The relative quality of the teams on that side of the draw. Yeah. So
0: now, if if England get to the semi-final, say we get past Sweden, and say we go out to Croatia in the semi-finals, does that make this tournament
3: a failure for England? No, it's still a, it's, no. it's still a major success to get to. You know, it's a World Cup semi final. They've been e- there they've been there once e- other e- e- than nineteen sixty six. E- even without playing even even thing. without playing a bigger team. But it so would be a, missed, a big opportunity, success. missed opportunity. Exactly. They're never going to have a better opportunity than this to reach a World Cup final.
0: Yeah. Um how, how far do we actually see England going then? Like r- right now from what we've seen, what we're we saying.
1: I, if the Croatia, if, if they get to the semis and play the Croatia, we saw at times in the group stages, I think Croatia might have too much. If it's the Croatia that maybe played Denmark, then I can see England getting to the final. At that point, anything obviously can happen. I'd expect them to come up against a team that are too good, but you've also got those teams playing against each other. They will be, you would imagine, you know, physically uh, less than optimal by the time they get to the final.
3: Putting on my cynical hat, surely you would rather play croatia in the semi-final than russia given that russia are at home
2: i mean yeah given i given
3: it's a world cup and you know is, it's going to be tough for a referee is, to be making decisions
2: this is certainly something that i've considered as well and uh, you think if russia get past croatia you got to think okay you know i'm not i don't want to put anything out there but you know you would be worried if russia are capable of getting past mm-hmm. croatia by hook or by crook, then England versus Russia in the semi-final would, you know, a lot of diplomatic (laughs) issues going on as well, in Russia, hmm, I don't know.
3: Let's put it this way, if if we're playing Russia in a semi-final, the penalty Harry Kane got last night, I struggle to see a referee cast iron giving that.
0: Oh, the, the one that actually was awarded? Yeah. No, a referee has to give that. He, 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 at least the I'm not saying, I'm
3: not saying he doesn't have to. I'm saying I struggle to see a referee in the heat of yeah. a World Cup semi-final giving that decision against the home team.
0: No, I, I, I do R- referees have egos just like top level footballers just like mine domin over here. <laughs> R- <laughs> ref- re- referees have have egos themselves and and, and that they, they they will in in my opinion they they'll, they'll like the opportunity to give a big decision, knowing that it's right, and, and that is that was so clearly a foul. If the same thing happens against Russia with Vladimir Putin in the you, audience, you can't. <laughs> w- w- when a when a decision is
1: oh, I- I- is right, are the lawyers listening
2: to this? You know, <laughs> I
1: mean, how
2: far could we go with
1: this? <laughs> I think we've alluded to. to, to I think everyone knows exactly what we're trying to say. Yeah.
0: Um, England, uh, the odds now. Anyway, we're down to four to one with BetBright. Four to one to win a World Cup. That's um i mean I, n- I never thought i'd see odds that low ever uh, brazil still the favorite at 11 to 4 france at 7 to 2 and then going on after that you got belgium at 6 to 1 croatia 6 to 1 uruguay at 14s russia are at 20s and sweden at 22s um looking ahead to the other um quarter finals uh, france against uruguay um how, how have we seen the, the best of france now do we expect france now to
2: um kind of live up to their billing Mm. no no i i think um it was a fantastic performance against argentina but i think we almost have to take into account a bit of an argentina factor here argentina have made every team they played against look good so far this tournament they made iceland look really good they made croatia look fantastic they even made nigeria look good for a good portion of that game so when they came up against france france were good but i think you have to take into account how much chaos the Argentina team is in so France yeah maybe they will turn it around now but who knows
3: Argentina played a game exactly how France wanted them to play they left so much space for France to counter into and to exploit Uruguay simply won't do that they'll defend deep they'll put men behind the ball they won't give France any space they won't give them anything to run into Um, I think Diego Godin and Jose Jimenez are two of the best defenders if not the best defensive partnership at this tournament Mm. and they will love the idea of playing against Olivier Giroud um, and then up front, if Edison Cavani's fit, him and Luis Suarez are really boiling nicely at the moment. I I think Uruguay will beat France.
1: Fourteen to one Ooh. is a big price, I think. Yeah. For them to win the whole thing, obviously. But and you know, if Cavani's fit.
0: Yeah, they've only conceded one goal in the whole tournament as well. Uruguay. I mean, they've they've been utterly boring, but they've been very effective.
3: But that's that's what they do, though. They they really know how to just get results and to just grit it out. They are such a tough, hardened team. I don't think France have got that that toughness about them. I, I, the only time I've been impressed by France in the last two years or so is that game against Argentina, and they still conceded three. Mm. And you go back to Euro twenty sixteen and the semi final against Germany, and then in the final they played a Portugal team who were basically basically this Uruguay side.
2: That's almost a poor man's version of this Uruguay exactly.
0: side, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, other quarter final uh, Brazil against Belgium, possibly on paper the 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 strongest of the of the quarterfinals um, which way do we see the, we see this one going um, fully expect Brazil to continue their their dominance or have Belgium shown enough to to make you think that they can they can get past the the favourites
2: I think they've shown enough to that they could give them a game but I don't think they've shown enough to say suggest that they'll beat them yeah. I think that's Brazil all the way
0: yeah Martin which way do you see it going
1: yeah no I agree I think Brazil are on an upward trajectory I think that will continue.
3: Yeah, Alex? I can't see Belgium winning this game with Roberto Martinez in charge at all. Yeah. It, ta- as we saw against Japan, tactically, they're so naive. They're all over the place. He's completely wasting Kevin De Bruyne, who is basically babysitting Axel Witzel at the heart of midfield. He needs to bring Musa Dembele in that team for them to have any chance. And even then, you're looking at that back three. Vertonghen, Alderweireld, companies back in now. There's a distinct lack of mobility there, and I think they'll be they'll be taken apart by Brazil.
0: Yeah, um, Croatia against Russia. Just quickly on that I know we've spoken briefly about Russia. Um, which way do you, which way do we see it going? I Maybe mean, now uh, is home advantage enough for Russia in this one?
3: I, I think echoing what Martin said earlier, it's all about what Croatia do. If the, if the best version of Croatia turns up, they walk away and win this fairly comfortably. If the Croatia that turns up against Denmark and really lost focus and didn't have any clarity about its own play and just let the game wander, I think Russia will punish them.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, I completely agree with that. I think Croatia really need to sort of take the game to Russia in a better way than they did against Denmark and in a better way Spain did against Russia. So, yeah, it's all down to what Croatia do. I have to agree with that.
0: Yeah, no, I, say I can't disagree myself either. Um, let's... I say, seeing as we, we know now who the last eight are just very quickly before we finish um, who do we actually see now winning the whole thing has anyone's opinions changed
3: still Brazil
1: still Brazil yeah, that'd have to be boring and degree Brazil yeah
2: I can't I can't stay away from that I've got to say Brazil as well yeah well I, I actually
0: agree as well um, do, 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 we, do we not give it's, say England were to get to a World Cup final against
3: Brazil do we give England a chance of course you give them a chance it's a but one off game. A one-off game anything can happen but you're asking who the favourites are right now, and it's it's got to be Brazil. They're so good defensively. Philip Coutinho has been on an absolute tear this competition. Neymar is now finding his form and fitness.
2: And f- someone like Roberto Firmino is not even getting the <laughs> minutes, but in every time he does play, he's looked absolutely amazing. He's been fantastic for them. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. there's a lot there, <laughs> basically.
0: Oh. Absolutely. Let's um, say it's, it's, it's been a phenomenal World Cup. Um, Martin, have you actually enjoyed this
1: World Cup? Yeah, of course I think I think my bitterness is overstated. It's not. Uh, yeah, definitely definitely I, it's all, really not. <laughs> all I'm ever all I ever really say is I I would you know if England had gone out last night, it would've been a sense of relief and I could have enjoyed the rest of the tournament more without the the prospect of them actually lifting the world How cup. How much are you but,
3: panicking that they might win the world cup? Like scale
1: of 1 to 10, where are we up to? Um think it's it's definitely around about a seven now because once you get to the final and, and I, yeah, you know, okay. I think I think I've always been realistic about their chances I don't you know it's not for me to to rubbish their chances I, I'm honest in that I think they can possibly get there and then after that well who knows yeah. stranger things have happened no. but no I've still not, listen, I have still listen I don't not enjoy a competition just because England are there there are factors of it that are less enjoyable because they are I'm sure we can do a special podcast on that sometime <laughs> But no, overall, it has been very enjoyable. That's right.
0: Well, wh- 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 where were you watching the game? Are you, you going to be in and amongst loads of England fans in a pub board, or will you have to? sit No, and I, c- sit in
1: I a- can't do that anymore. I've done it once; didn't end well. Sitting at home in a darkened <laughs> room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. No, I so say yeah. We, we very much look forward to that, and uh, there will be plenty more build-up to England's uh, quarter-final against Sweden on this podcast um, in, in, in the days to come, uh, guys. Thank you very much. Really appreciate it mm-hmm. as Pleasure. ever. Um, If you've listened this far, thank you very much. Um, And if you don't subscribe already, you can get us on iTunes, you can get us on Acast, you can get us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, But until then, uh, we will be back next time. So uh, take care and see you soon.